who's who's grateful for the power that comes from there? That's right. I am so happy to be here today and to speak with you guys about this getting back to it thing. So we'll, st- we'll just start out with this. How how are we going to have a fresh start this new year out? Any promises? You already thought about this? Do any of you do any of you have plans? For change, including getting closer to God? Tell me. Who of you? <coughs> excuse me. Who of you are going to lean on God more this year? Say I am. There you go. Who among you want to have a closer connection to God? Say I do. Who desires the opportunity to share what God has done in your life? Say I can. <laughs> Y'all didn't know I was gonna make this so interactive this morning, this early, huh? Well, if you're ready to grow and learn more about how to serve God's people, say, I am. There you go. All right. You're ready. But we need to ask, are we ready? Some of us may very well be. But for some, you know, we definitely need to hear some very specific words. So let me ask this question. Uh, We're going to keep interacting. Come on. I want you to raise your hand. If you, and, and I want you to keep them up, okay? If you have ever played a sport and had a coach. Come on, do it too. Tell me, raise your hand if you've ever had a teacher. Okay, keep them up. All right. Anybody had a mom or dad? Keep them up. All right. Anybody had a job with a boss? There you go. All right, I'm getting a little silly, right? Put them down, put them down. It's fine. You can put them down, but I want you to think about this. I can take a guess that there is something wildly similar and common between all of these characters in your life. They all tried in some way, I bet, to try and um, help you along in some way on your path. That, um, and at some point, they gave you this all-too-common phrase. Break's over. Time to get back to it. Right? I mean, just last week. I mean, you've heard that phrase before, right? Back, you know, break's over. Just last week alone, on the second, I had four completely different families illustrate my point perfectly because every one of them said something along the lines of this. Yeah, the holidays are over and we've got to get back to it. Well, what was that? The grind, work, school, I don't know, that new but normal schedule. And that's exactly right. When we hear, when someone hears this phrase, we know what is supposedly expected of us, right? What does God want back from us? As we get back to it, to be a giver, you know, maybe to contribute to his love, his devotion, let people see that, you know, our obedience, serving, praising like we just were with that amazing song. Well, you may fill in the blank as we learn together. Here in our first section, uh, we're going to ask these questions. What are we taking a break for? Okay. I thought about my father and my father-in-law both in this question. They both had a very similar work ethic that everyone would appreciate, where they would do their best to make sure the job gets done well. It's a great quality to have, and I love spending time with them both. But another thing they had in common was they did not like taking breaks, and that drove me bonkers. And most people, I mean, most people, we need water. 
Most people did not appreciate that. They didn't even like trying to keep up with it. That was what was so wild about it. As well, we want to answer this question. What are we taking a break from? I don't know. You've got to answer that. Uh, the hustle of life, maybe? And then lastly, what's our purpose for getting back off of a break? So, what are we taking a break for? What do you do that for? Maybe, maybe our path may seem uncertain and we need to reevaluate our journey, right? We may simply be tired and need rest to recoup. Our, I don't know, maybe our earthly circumstances have changed because of choices that we've made. Ouch. Guys, I may, get, I may say some tough things today. I don't know. Maybe it was mandated that you take a break. But whatever the reason for the pause in our lives, our intention should be to get back to it. Back into that groove after the break is done. And sometimes that is not always the case. When we step away from God's plan, we may be battling things that we do not think God can handle or doesn't want to handle with us. We're afraid of giving Him our all. But He wants just that. He wants, he wants to handle everything for us. He wants to, us to hand over our struggles to Him to give all our pains and fears and worries to Him. Do you have something in your life that has become a snare to this world like that? Well, in 2 Corinthians 4, here's the good news. 14 through 18, it says this, Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to Himself. All this is for your benefit. So that the grace, that's a gift, guys, that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Sounds great. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Guys, promises, gifts, appreciations, overfilling our cup. Wow. Sounds good to me. Let's keep reading. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but is what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. That's heaven, y'all. I'm excited about that. And there is no expiration date on the glory of God's love, no matter when it was that you opened up that sale. All right? Is there a barrier between you and your connection with God now? Well, that's us, not Him. I want you guys to know that. Knowing that we are forgiven allows us to be able to realize our right to be free. Don't forget that today, guys. We have a burden fire with the youth uh, every year, and it is so moving to have the students let go of their fears and their sins to a relief and peace, knowing that their father wants to purify their lives and to take those heavy afflictions away. Tell you the truth, that's when I think about who loves me enough to put their back to it. Just saying. I'm just saying, guys. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. Amen? It is no longer I who live, 
but Christ who lives in me. Is he living in you today? And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's where we get our power. Right there. Listen, I know that I don't have anything to fuss about today. For those of you who know my testimony, you know that I walked away from faith as a young man of 17 because of four deceiving sins that controlled my life at the time. It was so hard for me to see others before myself. I think we've all gone through that, but I chose to rededicate my life at 23 to refuel my life knowing the benefits of belonging to God. The road was super tough. You guys know that. But the decision was super easy. I wanted to get back into his arms, back into his blessings, his counsel, his guidance, his grace. And I never wanted to look back. As our instruction library has such good advice all throughout its pages on how to look away from this world and put our eyes back on Him. Psalm 73, 21 through 28 says this, When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. Whew, right here. That's me. I was a brute beast before you, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterwards, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. Guys, let that be your prayer to God today. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. Um, just for a few days. Just maybe until Monday or Tuesday. No, what does it say? Forever. Those who are far from you will perish, and you will destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is, what? Good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. Guys, that was, it was hard to come back, but it was such an easy decision. I got to tell you, this is our commission. What he's saying here, this is our commission, to let God be your stronghold, your refuge, and then to tell everybody about it. That's our purpose. So let's go. Let's go tell everybody about it. What helps us today to be righteous? Think about it. What helps us to be real? You know, people are always like, oh, those hypocrites, you know. What, help, what helps us to be devout? What helps us to journey forward Together, What helps us to depend on the Holy Spirit for guidance? Well, it's our walk. And we need to honestly ask ourselves, are we being that bright beacon of light for others? Or are we being a hindrance? Are we supportive and encouraging to people? Or, or do we use our words to manipulate not trying to, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Just think about your week. Think about this past week. Are we modeling the little cartoon angel or the little cartoon devil on our shoulders? What are we doing? Do we serve willingly 
and give with an intentional peace? Or do we have an underlying motive to look good and impress others? Are we trying to imitate the personality and generous heart of God? Or are we simply relating to a cordial culture just to get by? Ouch. Jesus came to be what? The light of the world. Amen? He did. And as followers of Jesus, that's me and you, we're Christ-like. We're supposed to look like Christ. So what do we do? Wherever we may have been at in our walk the last couple years, it's time to get back to it. If you hear me say that, say I am. It's time to get back to it. Have confidence to know that our living water will never run dry. He will never run cold. And He will never, ever run out. Here in the second section, we're going to ask these questions. What are we getting back to? I, I, I kind of I tend to think it's a relationship with God. You know, we've gotten a little lazy the last couple of years, you know, with different things that we've done, activities and stuff. So, And then what is God's desire for His creation? And I truly believe with all my heart, it's to teach us how to serve. You know, Philippians 3, 12-14, it says this, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal. By the way, what is our goal? But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now that's how we testify. That's how we show people what God's like. We let them know where we're going. Our job, our purpose, our goal is heaven. Lord, please remind me to keep my eyes on you. Letting you pull me along when I'm completely unable to move forward on my own. Help me to launch a healthy rhythm of continuous faith in this new year. Amen. Because you can pray anytime, right? Hey there, let me ask a question, another question. Would you all agree with me that we need instructions and we need clear directions? Wait a minute, men, you too. Men, you as well. I, all I heard was the women. I, come on, I'm serious. I need some deep voices to say. We don't even have atlases anymore, right? I don't even know. I see you just punch it in. They even made it a female's voice so you would listen. So... I want you guys to think about this, um, how important it is to have that continuous faith. Um, and so I, I, I thought about this really funny thing. Have you, have you ever been to Mammoth Cave in Kentucky? Anybody? Anybody ever been to Mammoth Cave? Okay, like two people? Okay, my wife? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, well, Mammoth Cave, it's, Mammoth Cave, it's an elaborate and like very extensive in size set of caves in western Kentucky. Okay? And it is an absolute blast to go through. Um, I should have asked if they've been to the Cave of the Winds. You've been to the Cave of the Winds? Okay, that's about one one-hundredth the size of Mammoth Cave. Um, my friends and family have gone there on many occasions, and it never fails to impress, right? Well, 
along the tour, they will turn off the lights and allow the participants to experience what it feels like to be in utter darkness. One year, I stood behind the ranger guide and made a bear stance behind him. Can y'all see this? I did this while somebody was taking a, a, a picture. And so you got to imagine 35, 40 people in this cave, pitch black, can't see anything, nothing whatsoever. And then all of a sudden you see this. And um, so once the flash went away, it went right back to darkness. Um, and all I heard was a bunch of giggling in the darkness. It was pretty funny. It was quite humorous. Um, but one of the tours we took was super underground. We put on helmets with lights and coveralls for all the crawling up, down, and around we were going to be doing in the caves. It was an amazing adventure, but one that we could have probably not taken safely without a guide. It reminds me of who God is to us and what he wants from us. God is our creator, Jesus is our example, and the Holy Spirit is our guide, right? So, in 1 Peter 3.18, it says this, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Think about it, guys. If we just simply open our hearts to his beautiful plan, he will reveal to us in his time the righteous way. That is what we're getting back to a righteous and holy relationship with God. When we are done with our breaks, we can start pushing ourselves harder to tell people about the truth. As the students would say on the mission trip, let me tell you about it. Anytime somebody asks them about Jesus, they say, let me tell you about it. And I love that. We're to be, we're to be a light to enable our workmates and our classmates and our teammates and excuse me, but even our family to clearly see a better way. To be an example of how much Jesus truly loves and cares for them. To, to share our testimony. To show the benefits of that victorious scene we've been talking about. To be that bridge that could help someone to be another companion in heaven. Nobody wants to go to heaven alone, right? Do you? I don't. Me, well, me neither. Sorry, I keep hitting this. <laughs> Through the ways Jesus lived, teaching the truth, serving others, demonstrating generosity and sacrificial love, Jesus allowed us to see the very nature and character of God's attributes. What's the difference with us in the way we should choose to live? As, as we follow close to Jesus in the ways we live, others will see God's goodness through the modeling of our lives. You didn't know you were all models, did you? You are. He said we're extraordinary. This is the purpose of the church which is the body of Christ here and now on earth. We're it. Let's go. You ready? I am. Have you ever heard the expression, oh, 
I'll quit procrastinating tomorrow. Well, you know that we cannot live our lives that way and stay on track. Jesus lived for the glory of God only and taught that we should do the same throughout our lives in every step of worship, service, and sacrifice. This, uh, this utensil sleeve that you see up here is something that the youth and I picked up on a missions trip that ended up being a perfect reminder to us of what God wants. Let's read it together. We were put here to serve. That's it. Let's keep saying that. We were put here to serve. Wow. I can only imagine that we might enjoy the temptation of staying on a continuous hammock break. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be awesome? But it just feels like we have been on break way too long. Doesn't it? It is definitely time to get back to it. Maybe I should ask again. Who was it that put their back to it for us? Huh? Look, let me ask. Did anyone... Anyone pray to God this morning and thank Him for waking them up? Okay. Handful. Awesome. Did anyone pray to God and say, Thank you, Lord, so much for what you have provided for us? Right? Did anyone pray today and ask for His guidance? Because that's why He provides all that. To use wisely for building His kingdom. God, help me to know how to share your unending goodness. God, help me to know how to share your everlasting love with those around me. Has any prayers like this today? Well, there's a song that we sang today by Casting Crowns called The Power of the Cross. And I would love to read some of the lyrics to you. The writers for this music could not have described our purpose any better. So let me just read a couple of these. The past that he'll regret, over my head is gone. These chains are ashes now that once were rusted on. I was a runaway, now I am finally home. My mind was a ghost town, haunted by yesterday, until your hand reached down, pulled me out of my grave, into the freedom found. Only in Jesus' name, I am forgiven, no longer lost. Now I am living in the power of the cross. The Father gave his Son so I could be set free. And now the scales are gone. My eyes can finally see. I'll tell the world of all Jesus has done for me. I am forgiven, no longer lost. Now I'm living on the power of the cross. Goodbye to sorrow, welcome my joy. Now I'm living in the power of the cross. And on that cross, his love held true. Through sacrifice, the old made new. This life I live, I live in faith. Now in Jesus' name, I am forgiven, no longer lost. Now I am living in the power of the cross. Could anybody step into these precious waters and say those words? That's how we relate to people and let them see exactly what our purpose is. To take every step to glorify God, every breath to glorify God, everything we say, everything we do. They're going to see that. People are watching. 
I've noticed that more today than any other, that people are watching. And are we living that way? I want, I want to say praise you, Father. We praise you for the cross. Um, we actually have our students, for uh, if there's any youth in here, you, you guys know this, but we have the students take home lyrics from inspired songs like this from youth group to use as prayer tools to stay connected to God throughout the week. And um, I've heard some really great things back from them. Um, our songs are like, please help me, God. Um, I praise you, my God. Um, thanks a million, God. You know, it reminds us not to stay idle. It reminds us not to allow life to pass us by. And we've got to remember that. Youth, adults, anybody. But I ask you, why do we listen to those wonderfully moving Christian channels that we have saved on Pandora? What are we hearing? And what are we really absorbing? And why do we not want to live like this every single moment of the day? Maybe this could be our prayer today. Maybe this could be our praise today to help rekindle our faith and to, to have a new life resolution. You heard, not a New Year's, a new life resolution to be in honor of what he has done for us. Praise him, somebody, and say, I will. It reminds me of what happens when you stop pedaling a bike. You know, you stop, you're pedaling along, and then you stop pedaling. What happens? The balance is gone, and you probably are going to fall over. So just keep pedaling. God will be your strength and power in everything you need to do so. Help us, Father. Help me to live as an approved ambassador and to be able to handle this world with your humble grace. We need to ask that every day. Let us praise you on high. Let us give you the opportunity to appreciate, give us the opportunity to appreciate all those amazing things that you provide for us to share. That should be our prayer every day. Well, here in our third section, we're going to ask these questions. What does God want for us to be? Overall else, obedient. Everything else falls underneath that, uh, those tiers, okay? You know, everything. Being baptized, all that good jazz. All falls underneath obedience. Taking that step, saying yes, Lord, yes, and putting your hand in his. Um, second, and the uh, second part. What do we do with what God provides? Youth, if you're in here, shout it out and let them know. Any youth in here? What do we do with what God provides? I'm sorry? There you go. Adults, you could say it too. We share it. Psalms 32.8 says this. I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way you should go. You mean I don't have to do it all? Awesome. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. One of my best managers I have ever had in my entire life, he never did this. Hey, go over there and do that. Hey, you do this. He did this. Come with me. That's what he said. Come with me. Come here. We're going to do this together. 
what God's saying to you. We will do this together. I, uh, by the way, I do have a good suggestion. If you guys don't have anything uh, for the beginning of the year, the B chart that's in your bulletin was created as a list of requests derived from the Bible that give, that God gives us because he wants us to be in his vision. The youth have been learning and growing with this valuable insight from this chart. It has helped them realize where to jump in and join in at their age. They have been challenged to be present, to be bold, to be grateful, to be encouraging, and most of all, to be the difference. I ask for you to accept this challenge today. Pray over this chart and ask God what you believe He wants you to be in this new year as you make your new life resolution. Make sure you put this list somewhere that you can see it every day, okay? You can circle or highlight maybe five or ten of the B's that stick out to you and get to it. I triple dog dare you. Sorry, you know the rules. Now you have to do it. Triple dog dare you. Well, I didn't want to go with double. They might not, you know, they might not take me serious. First off, we should never let this world dictate who we were created to be. Sometimes being a Christian is like getting a shot. It seems like it's going to hurt a whole lot more than it really will. Paul mentions this in Romans about being faithful and being trustful in ministry. Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Ooh, I love those. As you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Sounds like more promises, more gifts, and more overfilling in my cup, right? Awesome. So, do not let this world scare you one little bit. You are on the winning team. Amen? It also says in Romans 8, 37-39, it says this, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. I keep hearing He loves us. I don't know, there's something about that cross up there. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the, what? Love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's your boost right there. There's your boost to get this year started off right. And I actually have a really good personal be for you as well. You could be a good accountability partner and help someone fall back in love with that thing that God has specially planned for them. As we look back at this amazing year, we were reminded of God's super generous heart, right? It was a huge blessing to just keep healthy and having our cherished activities start back up again for us to enjoy together. All of this helped me realize how grateful I truly was for our provisions from such a great and devoted father. 
And as I thought about it, I reminisced about my buddy Kevin Jones, our Uncle Kevin to the youth. Kevin is the epitome of what a faithful, obedient servant should look like. And he has truly blessed my life in every way. He was one that guided me back to my path when I took my sight off the light. My light. God engineered my life. When I would take my eyes off of it, I was... We have a million tales of adventure. But I only have one special story to share with you today. Kevin learned how to play chess with me. And it gave us time together outside of the Baptist Student Union and the, the drumming and the infamous Banana Tree Island. Sorry, longer story, way longer story. But during these times, during these times, we were able to help each other and build each other up, learn about each other's downfalls, and biblically cultivate each other's future's plans. It was so important to have this type of companionship as Christian brothers. He helped me to understand 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And as our relationship grew, we started playing chess all over campus. We got a map of the college, actually, and marked it up with blue X's for my wins and red X's for his. We would play on bridges and, you know, porches. People would just walk around us while we played. We developed so much joy in this time and established an unbreakable bond similar to family. But once Kevin began to get really good, he started winning, and the map began to get a little too much red on it. So... Uh, Oh, well, oh, well, sorry. Back to it. He and I led each other and followed each other in devotion to honor God and His glory. I am still blessed by Him today. I figured that He was just simply being Kevin, right? And the whole time, He was modeling Christ. So who are your accountability partners? Do you have a Kevin? And have you genuinely thanked them lately? Right now, if you don't know who your accountability partners are, you need to fervently pray and ask your creator who he has planned for you to be with. It is so super worth it. I have noticed this back to it theme in several places lately. It's so awesome to have a father that likes to prompt us with good directions. Um, I have read it in devotions. By the way, check your version app if you have version for plans for this, this year, start of the month, start of next month, go for it. I have seen it illustrated in books like the one I have been studied entitled Whisper. I've seen it pop up in our Be His Lessons. It's pretty evident if we just simply look. And I assure you that he's more than willing to help you if you choose to place your hands in his. I tell you, you guys are going to hear this. Every You're going to hear this a lot. People are going to be like, 
Well, I got to get back to it. Yeah. I got to get back to town. I got to get back to my grandma's. And I believe it's God asking us to get back to his plan. So, when we ask God to get back in gear, we simply need to lean on him, right? And remember both of these verses. Psalms 27.1 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I fear? We need to remember that he's always there. And Hebrews 13.6 So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I And I leave you with this final thought. It takes an evaluation of our mistakes to know when we have crossed the line into that continual break. Sometimes we don't even see the line until we have crossed over it. And we're looking back, standing alone in utter darkness, shivering. So stay on your lit path that God has drawn for you and know now that breaks over. Time to get. Thank you guys for today. Let's pray. Father, be with us as we start this new year out with you. Be with us as we look to your plans and we accept your plans and we step out into this world knowing that we step out with your light guiding us. Help us to keep healthy and able and focused on you and your glory, Father, with every step that we take. You are so good to us. So please, Father, please show us how to share the love, provisions, and grace that you and you alone supply. Father, in your holy, precious name we pray.